Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson from SaveWithConrad.com. Heads up, homeowners. All of a sudden, your house has worked more than ever these last few years. But what are we going to do with that newfound equity? No, I'm not suggesting you sell your house or go buy something else. But didn't we all make this decision when we bought a house where we said, hey, someday we'd like to, and one day it would be nice if, maybe it's the dream kitchen, maybe it's an in-ground pool, maybe it's a man cave, but you've got this newfound equity, and I think we should use some of that equity to turn your house into your dream home with no money out of pocket. But even better than that, we're routinely helping folks do this, and they wind up with a cheaper monthly payment. So if you got the dream house you always wanted, with no money out of pocket, and your payments went down? How easy is that? Find out how easy it is to turn your house into your dream home with no money out of pocket right now at SaveWithConrad.com. We can't wait to hear about your projects. Tell us what your dream is. We're going to help you make it happen at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to what happened when with the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone, Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, what's going on, Conrad? How are you man? Better than I deserve. So excited to be with you today. We have got so much to talk about. Of course, as <sighs> folks are listening to this last night was title Tuesday. It was a very special edition of AEW dynamite on a Tuesday night. And, uh, we're going to be breaking all of that down next week. I'm sure. And, uh, a big series of high fives, but today we've got, uh, something different on deck. Different. Uh, yeah. We're going to be watching an old episode of superstars from 1996. One of the more memorable and important episodes of superstars. Yes. This is still the Monday night raw era, but we're going to be watching the episode where there's a little angle with Brian Pillman and stone cold, Steve Austin. This is from October of 96. And just yeah. for context, this is around the same time as Halloween havoc, 1996, where we would see Roddy Piper make his return after Hulk Hogan and the macho man squared off at slim Jim's Halloween havoc in the main event. And when Eric Bischoff talks about that pay-per-view, he sort of considers that like the high watermark of WCW. Like when he thinks of when did he feel like WCW was at its most fun for him? and super successful and they had the momentum and they were really feeling it. He thinks of Halloween havoc 96. What say you, what do you remember about Halloween 96? Do you remember that as fondly? Uh, I do not. Uh, of course I, I wasn't running the company. So, uh, and, and you know, I'm going to to be honest with you. I've said this so many times and it really, I'm not bullshitting when I say it just kind of fucking all runs together for me. I don't know if it's a process of my brain being old or not giving a shit back then, or it just, it all runs together for me. Sorry. I wish I had something more to tell you about that. No, no, I get it, man. Well, listen, we're yeah. going to have fun watching this episode and there's so much other stuff to uh, talk about. 
I do want to make an announcement right here, right now. At the end uh, of the show, we've got a very special announcement, a very special surprise. Uh, if you're a fan of what we're doing here on the program, you definitely want to hang on until the end of the show. No, I'm not teasing an ad. Yes, we do have ads along the way, but this is a very special, very important. We'll be the talk of wrestling for a few days here at the oh. end of today's program. So stay tuned for that. But Tony, you may have noticed, uh, we had what I guess in television might be called a cold open today. Yeah. Cold, cold. And, uh, it's cold because well, last week you stated, Hey, you know what? It's probably about time we get a new theme song. And I am proud to announce that next week here on the program, as I understand it, we're debuting a brand new, what happened when theme song more specifically. Tony Schiavone's first ever official theme song, the one and only the very talented Mr. Mikey ruckus is making Tony Schiavone a theme song. Tony, you've been in wrestling for decades at this point. This will be the first yeah. time you've had your own theme, right? It, it'll be, uh, it, uh, you know, Mikey's done a lot of great work for us, uh, in AEW, and I'm really excited about, uh, about having my, my theme song. So there you go. And it won't just be the WHW theme song, but I'm sure when he's out there dishing out stone cold stunners to MJF and people like that, that'll be what you stomp through the tunnel, clash the beers with. It'll be a great time. I don't stomp through the tunnels. Why not? Uh, I don't, I think you should once just like stomp out there. Like you're stone cold, Steve Austin, but you know, he used to do like Steve Weisers together. What would you celebrate? What would your drinks be to celebrate with a couple of monsters or what are we doing? Yes. It would be a monster ultra paradise in one hand, a monster ultra fiesta in the other boom. And I can drink two at once, buddy. That's oh man. I, I really yeah. need to see that. Everybody says every, when I, I talk to everybody, even, uh, I even was talking to Brian Danielson uh, a couple weeks ago. And we were talking about energy drinks because, you know, Brian's pretty much, uh, when it comes to food, he's, you know, very healthy, uh, very healthy. And he, I know I said, yeah, I drink, uh, sometimes three monsters a day and sometimes four during TV. He went four monsters. That's gotta be bad for you. And I said, you know, I talked to my cardiologist about it. He wasn't that concerned about it. Uh, and I don't, I drink the sugar-free ones. So I don't get a lot of sugar, but I do get a lot of caffeine, but you know, there's some people drink four or five cups of coffee a day and oh, I, yeah. I don't do, I don't do that. So I probably get less caffeine than most of them. Well, I'm excited, uh, to see you stomping around to your own theme song, Stomp. crashing together some uh, monsters, but Tony, I got to tell you, man, it feels a little incomplete. It feels like we have an incomplete show yeah. without a theme song open. And I know we've got our permanent Tony Schiavone. Greatest of all time, Mikey Ruckus composer. I mean, when you really take a look at, and he posted it over the weekend, did you, I know you're not a regular on social media, but did you no. see what Ruckus posted over the weekend where he, he listed all the different theme songs that he had put together for AEW? No, I did not see that, man. It is really no. something else. And I want to encourage everybody to go take a look at it. Um, first of all, I think we all know super, super talented guy but he posted all the different themes that he's done over the years for AEW, and uh -huh. boy, it'll just sneak up on you. I mean, you kind of forget just how many theme songs he put together. And I'm really excited that 
that you're next man. And it happens next week, but, uh, he posted it up uh, on his Twitter. If you haven't already check him out, follow him on Twitter. It's at Mikey ruckus. That's M I K E Y R U K U S. And it's overwhelming the number of names that are on that list. Uh, and now next week we're going to add Tony Shivani to that list. It's, uh, pretty crazy to think about, but Tony today, we need to have some sort of interim theme song. So I started thinking to myself, self, what if we just had Tony sort of freestyle his own theme song for Mm. WHW for what happened when? Hmm. Okay. So I can tell you're enthused about this. So let me, uh, (laughs) here's what we've done. I decided to go ahead and do a deep dive of sorts and think, what would Tony? Cause I know what you're thinking. You're thinking to yourself, Connor is going to try to make me rap. I'm not going to do that. You've told us you don't want to do Tony reads rap. I'm going to respect your wishes at least for today, but we got to have something. And I thought, okay, if I'm going to get Tony on board, it needs to be something he's into. It needs to be show tunes. Okay. So what if we did a song from my fair lady? Oh God. One of the best, the top two of musicals of all time. There we go. Look, I'm batting a thousand so far. Yeah. So now here comes the heavy lifting. You're going to have to, as the kids say, freestyle, Uh, you're going to have to improv and, um, I'm going to, uh, get us started here. You know what? I'm going to play the whole thing. I'm going to start at the very, not the whole song, but I'm going to start at the very beginning. Okay. So to give you a chance for it to register and you to recognize what it is. Mm-hmm. And then get your head around it. Okay. And then we'll sort of do an interim theme song this week. Next week, the brand new song from Mikey Ruckus, the official, the first ever official Tony Schiavone theme song. But in the meantime, Tony, mm. are you ready for this? Yeah. All right, here we go. In three, two, one, play. We've got a podcast in the morning with two fat some bitch. Throw out the barrel, it's got an arrow, and we'll view a podcast to you. Here is a man from Alabama. He can kiss my fat ass. Oh, here he comes. Hey, hey, it's Conrad. And Conrad, you can talk right now. Go. I don't have much to say, but the new song's on the way. What What are we doing it's right now? Time, it's time to do the podcast. Hey, hey, Conrad comes along. Dave Silva sucks. A email told us, and here's Conrad. He sucks too. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to what happened when it's not, I'm getting married in the morning. It's I've got a podcast in the morning. I suppose want to thank everybody who's uh, showing up and showing out for us today. Uh, coach Rosie is with us this morning, as well as, uh, Josh fields and, yep. uh, so many others. Eric is here. And man, I really appreciate all you guys starting so early with us on a Monday morning, uh, thoughts and prayers to coach Rosie's family. I know he's had some challenges that we probably shouldn't talk about on the air, but, uh, 
if you know coach Rosie, you know, he is a positive influence and a, uh, a value add to everyone's life. So throw him and your fam his fam in your prayers. Uh, today, Tony, we're going to be watching superstars. Uh, this is season 11, episode 43. It went down on October 27th, 1996. That's October 27th, 1996 season 11 episode 43. And you know what, as I, I don't remember right off the top of my head, but I think this is the exact same day of uh, Halloween havoc. Yeah, it is. So we started uh, as a wrestling fan back then. I started my day watching this show that we're about to watch. And I finished it with, uh, the granddaddy of them all, according to, uh, to Eric Bischoff, he felt like Halloween havoc was sort of the WCW version of WrestleMania. You and I thinking back to the JCP days, I always kind of thought it was Starcade, but I guess, uh, Eric believes no nah, man, at least in his mind, Halloween havoc was it, but the benefit Probably. of hindsight, is that hard for you to shake off? Or could you buy into that? No, I could buy into that because the, the Jim Hurt era fucked up Starcade. Okay. So. Made it and uh, fucked it up. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, speaking of uh, the Jim Crockett era and WCW, I feel like oh, now is as good a time yeah. of any to say that we recently sat down with one of the OG members of uh, the Four Horsemen way back in the JCP days. Of course, I'm talking about our great close personal friend, Mr. Lex Luger. He's now joined us over at adfreeshows.com for a brand new series. We're calling Lex expressed. And I wanted to play a clip for you right now, Tony. Let's, uh, let's roll that beautiful okay. beam footage. Close relationship I always had with Vince I guess Vince was very hurt, which if I could do over nowadays, I probably wouldn't have done it that way. Right. Um, I would think, but I heard that Linda talked to him and said, if you ever bring him back in here, mm. because she loves her husband, she was being, it was like a protective moment. Like, don't you ever bring that man back in here? Cause Vince, I guess it was, it was jaw dropping. Of course that's Lex talking about when he first appeared on Monday nitro, the big debut, right. uh, you get the full conversation. We actually have. Uh, some of our supporters over at adfreeshows.com jump in that middle box right there. They appear on camera and asking Lex their question. You can be around, uh, for our next time we do a Lex express, just go check out adfreeshows.com. You'll get not only Lex expressed, but Tuesdays with the taskmaster, the hacksaw hour with Jim Duggan, the book with David Crockett and so much more. It's all available now over at adfreeshows.com. But Tony, the reason we're here today is to talk about superstars. From 1996. Uh, so without further ado, I want everyone to, uh, get your peacock ready. It's season 11 episode 43. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you were talking about wrestling, right? Yeah. yeah. I want to I want to clear up something. Um, uh, please do. I said that I said, Jim heard fucked up Starcade, not Jim Crockett. I want, I thought maybe you, you said, I thought I said Jim Crockett. Oh, I did. Yeah. Jim heard fucked up Starcade. I got you. I got Jim you. Crockett. Okay. Well yeah, said. So, okay. Yeah, Thank Jim, you for Jim that heard, clarification. Jim heard fucked up a lot of things. Well, listen, I think he's still a misunderstood individual. That dude gave us yeah. flair steamboat. Yeah. He got us Vader. Yeah. He got the Steiners yeah. on TV. It wasn't right. all bad. Yeah. Well, Ole brought Vader in, not him. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah. 
he has misunderstood. He, he, here's how misunderstood he was. He's dumber than we thought. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, I, uh, I sometimes feel dumber than I thought when I watch NFL football, but I'm having yep. a lot of fun doing it. And I'm having a lot of fun with prize picks, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. You see, it's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six different player stat projections. And then you just watch the winnings roll in. It really is that easy. Price picks is really the most fun I've had, and you can win up to 25 times your money this football season. You just select two or more players, and then you pick more or less. That's it. Place your entry. You're all set. It's so simple. You just make the picks, and in less than 60 seconds, you're in there. Let me give you an example. Maybe you want to say, hey, I think Odell Beckham is going to have more or less than 50 yards, or maybe Josh Allen is going to have more or less than two passing touchdowns. That's it. That's all you got to do. They've also got quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. I think prize picks is probably the number one daily fantasy sports app. And I also want to mention they've got extra value in things like taco Tuesday. You see each Tuesday prize picks will discount select player projections by up to 25% to provide you even more value. And how about this? They even have a reboot policy where your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. So for NFL games and college football, top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted prize picks. As far as I know, is the only daily fantasy sports platform with that sort of injury insurance. They're also using Apple pay. It makes it quick and easy to make your deposit and get going. And I got to tell you, dude, I had a lot more fun with this than the other types of fantasy sports because it's just a lot easier. I'm not playing against everybody else. I'm watching one specific player. Is he going to do more or less than what I thought? I absolutely love that. I think you will too. Go right now to prizepicks.com slash WHW and use the code WHW for a first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. That's prizepicks.com slash WHW and use the code WHW for a first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And before we get to superstars, Tony, I, I got to tell you, my wife watched that documentary, Kelsey. She's now a low key Eagles fan. And I know that you used to be once upon a time, a Redskins fan. So you guys would have been like mortal enemies. Now, if you still gave a damn, uh, mm-hmm. are you keeping up with any specific players in the league right now? Besides when you're playing prize picks or is it prize picks or nothing for you? Uh, I'm keeping up with, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Cause the, and, and they won again yesterday's, which is cool. I mean, they go to second uh, game in uh, London at Wembley and they beat the bills. Big deal. Um, uh, speaking of winning and losing, uh, coach Keith is with us. Uh, and I want to apologize to coach Keith because the Raiders will probably lose tonight against as we're, you and I are recording against the Packers. I have my my knucklehead son Chris, who he and his wife flew to Vegas. Really? Because he's such a big Packers fan to see that game. Well, so. they're they're probably going to uh, take in some shows, play some cards, yep. eat some restaurants, make it a yeah. good time. Yeah. Have you been to that stadium yet? No, I, I've been by it, but it, it looks spectacular from the outside. What do you think about the Sphere? Have you seen that yet? The Sphere? Yeah, I saw it when it was being built. 
because you know planet 51 or whatever it is is next to it i'm just and, saying the uh, the sphere can you imagine how fun that's going to be when when you guys run a wrestling show there how immersive of an experience that'll be for the live crowd yeah it'll be great is that we're running? Have you, do you have some inside information? No, I don't. I just think when I saw the, the when I saw the visual of, I mean, we've all seen the outside and when I saw yeah. the, the jack-o'-lantern thing that had, I thought, man, how cool would that have been? If that was where Halloween havoc was way back wow. when that would have yeah, been cool. But then on the inside, I think it was a U2 concert and you could just see it, it felt like you were a part of it. And I just think like some of these over the top gimmicks, if you will, that we've seen in wrestling. Uh, I know he's not wrestling now, but imagine like at the height of his career, if like the undertaker entrance was in that building, how cool that would have been that sort of thing. So I just think, man, with Mike Mansory and, and Kevin Sullivan and all the guys that you guys have on your team, you know, there would be a few different entrances where they would go all out for that sphere. Cause I imagine you have to make a whole new set of graphics and all that. I mean, it has to be resized and all that, but. Dude, that would just be a crazy experience, especially since, well, <clears throat> gummies are legal out there. Can you imagine having a couple of those and watching wrestling and that thing? That would be oh, wild. It is going, oh, 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 wrestling. I need some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? Somebody we do know who's probably like that more often than not these days is our old pal, Marty Janetti. We've had a little fun with Marty on the show here. And I thought before we watch oh, some no. superstars, he's still with the company in this era, uh, 1996, he was a part of the new rockers with Al snow, who at the time was leaf Cassidy. I thought, you know what? Why don't we just check in and see what old Marty's up to? So I had our, our, our crack producer, maybe he's on crack or he needs to be Dave Silva. Uh, pull a couple of screenshots from Marty Janetti's Facebook. If you're not following Marty on Facebook, you're missing out. Uh, mm-hmm. it's like a real live Jerry Springer Jones over there yeah. and our pal, uh, Dave Silva has pulled a few of those screenshots. So I'm going to pop those up on the screen. Now, if you're watching along with us over on YouTube, that's WHW on youtube.com and Tony, I want you to just go ahead and in whatever voice or effect, or just as yourself, read some of these yeah. posts for some of our listeners. Here we go. I'm gonna try. To, I'm gonna try to do it in Marty Genetti's current voice. You okay. Know, that we, okay. I'm ready. Try Here we go. <clears throat> okay. Uh, every barbecue cor- uh, corn out out of the can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ever had a, a a starfish fuck? She just lays there with her arms and legs apart and makes no noise. <laughs> the, the noise is what makes them different. And it's what I live for every day. Not saying I just had one, but I, I probably did. You want to doubt me? Tampa Mike? <laughs> I got to take deep breaths before I do the next one. Okay. Almost every time I, I can't find the remote, I catch Swaggy with it watching Sanford and Son, which is cool with me. He didn't need to sneak the remote, though. Uh, LOL. Uh, little asshole. <laughs> little asshole. Hey, I'm just wondering, is it a normal, uh, I know that's not a word, but uh, to have snakeskin underwear? If y'all remember, and even if you don't, LOL, we used to call the, the Undertaker the Underwear Taker. <laughs> that's on real. Uh, Mr. Perfect, RIP, named him that, LOL. I got to guess a little bit more Southern twang to my voice. I don't know. 
All right, uh, Dave. <clears throat> Dude, where's my phone? This little fucker ate it. I think I left it laying in the back patio when I went back to get it to see see him. Or is that her? Probably her. Checking on my phone to see who I've been calling. Thank gosh, I, I got this dinosaur laptop. Or I couldn't ask him where it is. Someone call me. If that snake starts ringing, it's going to be bad news for him or her. Do, do I have a machine? Uh, I'm sorry. Do I have a machete? That's a large knife in case I spelled it wrong. P.S. Look at that fucker in a second, Vic. Turned around and bowed up at me. That's proof there's there uh, he or she ate it. You okay? <laughs> Next. <clears throat> Ever thought I'd probably drink too much? Oh, <clears throat> let me start again. I can't even read this shit. Even thought, even though I probably drink too much, I watch what I eat until I ate so I uh, until I ate it so I can stay healthy. I watch what I eat until I eat it so I can stay healthy. Okay. I never but once in a great while eat fried chicken wings and the grill next door. That's right, grill next door. But I'm drunk right now, shocker. And about to go ahead and eat some fried spam and even ain't mine. Addie, do you mind if I ate this? It's yours. You brought it over here. Sure hope you stay okay because it's frying up right now. Hello. I'm going to put a slice of Swiss cheese over it and then Ritz crackers and throw the potato bread around it. I think it'll be good. This is embarrassing. <laughs> You're telling me. This is embarrassing, but I got to share it with you. Y'all my peoples. Man, I'm loked right now. I feel it. I have learned there are three types of lady orgasms. One, the positive one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, two, the religious one. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. And three, the fake one. Oh, Marty. Oh, Marty. Oh, Marty. LOL. Damn it. <laughs> is that a picture of Marty with nuns? Yes, it is. Okay. That is a picture of Marty with nuns. With, with nuns. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Please understand. Yes, I was with Nancy the nun. But it was her first time, or she said it was, and she wasn't that tight. I've been in tighter swimming pools. But she's one of the sweetest people I ever met. Oh, jeez. God struck us. Uh, God struck my internet down when you started talking by, about nuns. By talking about pools. having sex with a nun, yeah. Yeah, that was enough. God was like, that's enough. Yeah. Well, you know what? God striking you down is probably better than Lois texting you during her. Oh, okay. It's nothing. It's no big deal. Whew. Well, listen, I, uh, <clears throat> wow. That was, uh, that was quite a journey we were on. I, I saw the other day where he had a, uh, he being Marty pronouns, pal, a trash can full of Bud Light cans. And he said, it ain't even 11 AM LOL. And it was like, wow. Okay. Um, uh, all I could think was, you know what? Marty's probably trying to work on some different habits, but yeah. cold Turkey might be great on sandwiches, but there is a better way to break your bad habits. And we're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor or Marty Janetti. We're talking about our sponsor fume. You see, they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative award dominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses all natural, delicious flavors 
You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for your fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. And I got to tell you, I wasn't too sure about this because I didn't think the wife would be in on this. She was very familiar with vapor. I'll tell you that she tried it and she loved it much more flavorful than she thought. She felt it was very, very fresh. She started with the crisp mint. It's still her favorite, but there's tons of other flavors for you to try like raspberry lemon or orange vanilla, sparkling grapefruit. How about white cranberry or maple pepper? It's very well weighted. It's perfectly balanced. It's fun to fidget with, and it just looks cool, man. It's made out of beautiful real wood. It's a fun shape. I think you're going to dig it. My wife loves it. I think you will too. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to fume. Well, that's easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over a hundred thousand customers and has thousands of success stories. And there's no reason that can't be you. So join fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today, head to tryfume.com and use the code WHW to save 10% off. When you get the journey pack today, that's tryfum.com and use the code WHW to save an additional 10% off your order today. That's tryfume.com slash WHW. And the code is WHW. Tony, we've, uh, we've checked in with Marty Gennetti. We freestyled the new theme song. We've still got the big announcement at the end of the show, but right now mm. I say it's time we get to season 11, episode 43. It's October 27th, 1996. You have it pulled up on your end, Tony. Uh, I can't find. Oh, you're talking about the video. Yeah. 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 Sorry okay. about that. I, uh, I, 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 I thought the other thing probably had cobwebs. It was pretty dusty by now. Yeah. I'm going to give a countdown of my own here. Uh, and I just want to, before I give the countdown of my own, I just want to let DJ turn up. No, I'm sorry. I know I got some of your countdowns in the archives here that I haven't, uh, downloaded. Uh, every time I don't do a, a countdown that he's given me, he gets pissed off and sends me a snotty email. So, well, you could just, you know, play them. If this was Dave Silva, who kept kicking the can, you'd motherfuck him a blue streak. Yeah. So you want to, you want to, uh, kind of, uh, you want to kind of bullshit here a little bit until I find one. <laughs> I'll be glad to bullshit here a little bit while you find one. I want to remind everybody that this is the same day as Halloween havoc 1996. Uh, uh-huh. and they're going to do a, a pretty big angle on this show that we're going to be talking about. I also wanted to mention some of the other news and notes, uh, are going on around this same time. One of them was Chris Candido quitting at the TV tapings. Meltzer Mm. would write this Candido quit at the TV tapings because they didn't have a role for him and wanted him to stay to teach Albright. This is a new recruit, Occam Albright, who we know is going to be Brockus, Henry, Mark Henry and Johnson, like Ahmed Johnson. And he felt at 24, it was too young for him to be out of the ring and teaching new talent. So he quit to go to ECW and probably all Japan in 1997. The original idea was for Candido to do an Eddie Gilbert type gimmick as a tag partner with Barry, uh, Barry Buchanan, who we know as bull Buchanan, but the idea was dropped. Candido apparently is also leaving over heat with Shawn Michaels, who apparently would get upset at him using hot moves and prelim matches on the house shows moves, which he thought were apparently his domain. And we know the real story is Shawn was hooking up with his girl, Sonny. Speaking of Sonny, she makes the observer here. Since Sonny has a lengthy big money contract, 
She's staying, although she won't be going on the road tours and her job will mainly be public appearances, working TV nights and doing the Saturday morning live wire. She's toned down the airhead bimbo part of her original role on live wire and is now doing it more like her real self over the past two weeks. I really loved live wire. Did you ever see that live wire program? Never did. No, we should watch one of those as a bonus episode on WHW. I think you would really, really dig that because okay. it was sort of the, the precursor of a podcast almost, but it was like a live call in radio show. So they okay. were doing sort of worked shoot type things, but mm. fans could email questions in or fax questions in their call in and they did it from the studio. It was just an interesting concept that was, you know, maybe ahead of its time in 1996. I love work shoots. Love them. Well, the show we're about to watch uh, has sort of a, a work shoot, if you will. In real life, Brian Pillman's uh, ankle has not healed the way it should have after that Humvee accident. So we're going to we're gonna remedy that with some character story work here. The show was taped in Cincinnati on October 22nd, the show we're about to watch. There's 3,137 fans there. The gate is only $48,773. So it's not necessarily a huge um, opportunity financially, but there was an opportunity behind the scenes, uh, that I wanted to ask you about Mr. Perfect, at least in storyline has had his wrestling license revoked. The idea was he was in the middle of this hot storyline with Hunter Hearst Helmsley and Mark Merrow for the intercontinental title. And then poof, he was gone because in reality he had signed a deal with WCW, even though he technically couldn't appear for a few more months when perfect came over to you guys. Do you remember mm -hmm. that being something that was, uh, generating a lot of discussion behind the scenes? I mean, he was, a. I'll think a lot of people assumed he was a WWF lifer at that point because yeah. he had not only been in the ring, but he had been a manager and a talking head and a hosting prime time. So for him to be out of here now, that felt like a big win for WCW. Was there a lot of chatter when he came over? Yeah, there was, there was a lot of chatter about, uh, again, how big a star he was. And how he would be so good for this company. And, uh, it was pretty much, I think, uh, I don't know with the boys as much, but I, but I think with members of people of us in the front office who follow wrestling, we were pretty excited about him coming over. He was, uh, he was a major star we thought and would really help us out a great deal. So we all thought that'd be a big win for us. Behind the scenes in this era, chief J Strongbow uh, believed what a lot of people would, would turn out to be a, uh, a heart attack. And yeah. when we think of those great native American characters, of course, people my age probably think of Tatanka, but if you're a generation, they think of Wahoo. Did you get to see much chief J in the ring when you were a kid, or did you just see it in the magazines? Just saw it in the magazines. But then again, I worked there in 89 and got to know, uh, chief J, uh, quite well always happy, always smiling in the back. Didn't seem like things uh, bothered him that much. He was an agent back then and really, really a great guy. Yeah. I liked him a lot. Uh, there's some guys I'd really didn't get to know that well. Uh, but he was one I did get to know that well, and he was pretty cool. The other big news, uh, that doesn't feel like big news at the time. Here's the exact blurb from the observer. The observer that I'm reading from is dated. November 4th, 1996. And here's the report, Tony. They started doing television features on Dwayne Johnson, who will go as Rocky Maivia to honor his father and grandfather and showed tape of both of them in the WWF. Funny to see how short Peter Maivia was compared to the wrestlers of today. Since in his day, he was a Samoan monster. 
They taped a segment on October 28th at the cauliflower alley banquet with Dwayne and Rocky Johnson, where the father was awarded. The highlight of that banquet was Dory Funk and Jack Briscoe doing their final angle. Briscoe 55, who's been a recluse in recent years, showed up in great shape. Funk presented Jack and Gerald with an award and mentioned that he'd wrestled Jack at least 300 times and gave him a Dory Funk t-shirt. The Briscoes ripped it up. Dory went after Jack and had to be held back by Dan Severn. They referred to the Briscoes on TV as former WWF tag team champions. I don't know why, but I find it funny that this is uh, a crazy time in the business where the NWO's white hot on the other side. We're going to continue to try to make stone cold here at the end of October. He's going to have that fantastic match with Brett a month later. And oh, by the way, there's a kid being teased with vignettes named Dwayne Johnson. Uh, dude, how fun is this? When you look back yeah. at it all these years later and, and uh, what, uh, what is neat about that story is there was, yeah. Meltzer writes that story and none of us even realized what he would have become not only in wrestling, but in movies, in movies. and entertainment, in, yeah, entertainment. Yeah. Just, you just never know. Right. And, uh, good for him. You know, it's, it, it's odd. I think I've met just about everybody in wrestling except him. You haven't met him yet. No. Wow. Isn't that something? And I think I've, oh, there may be a couple. I'm, I'm sure there's some new uh, guys in the WWE I've never met, but I'm talking about a guy that's been around as long as him. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've never met him. So there you go. I met him at uh, WrestleMania 30. That was my first and only time uh, to meet him. And uh, when Rick introduced me to him, the very first question he says is, How's Megan? Wow. Cause they grew up together. It's like, yeah, of course. wow. Okay. You don't really think about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Season 11, episode 43. Tony did a bullshit enough. Do you have a countdown ready for us? Uh, I do. Now this is sight unseen. So who knows if we played it before or who knows what it sounds like. If it's Halloween havoc 95, you're going to be twice as embarrassed. Here we go. A shout out to Devin Wheaton. Uh, I, I'm not doing Tony Reed's Rabbit anymore. However, I was on the way to the airport in Houston, I believe, recently, and the driver had rap on. Oh, really? Yeah, and he looked at me, he said, you okay with this music? And I said, yeah, that's fine. And he had a song on by Kanye West. And I listened to it, and I thought, you know, that's a hell of a song. And he didn't say anything stupid. You know, like, uh, like O's or, you know. You never know, homie. Let me some hoes, homie. You need to pump your brakes and drive slow, homie. Here we go. Oh, how about this? Mm-hmm. You get the little warning. Viewer discretion is advised. The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Last Monday night on Raw, instead of the long-anticipated return of the perfect athlete, we saw a new Intercontinental Champion crowned in his place. 
That's right, good old JR. This new champion has the makings of what I would call perfection. But just wait until you hear what I have to say about Gorilla Monsoon. Can you imagine him suspending me from the wrestling ring as a wrestler? And the legendary Bret Hart had a lot to say last Monday night as well. I've decided to accept the challenge of the best wrestler in the WWF today and in the Survivor Series I will face Stone Cold Steve Austin Today Brian Pillman will interview the Hitman's opponent the short-fused, hot-tempered Stone Cold Steve Austin on WWF Superstars What do you think of that little subtle tease in the backstage area where Pillman's all excited that Brett's coming back and you can tell that did not rub stone yeah. cold the right way. That's good. That's well done. It was well done. Let's hear the, the uh. open here. Good morning, everybody. And welcome to WWF Sunday morning superstars. I'm Tim Ross alongside my broadcast Truly colleague, Mr. Perfect. And we've got a great broadcast here this morning, but what horrible news you received this week from Thrillamon City. Unbelievable. Just because I fooled everybody in the World Wrestling Federation, all the fans with Hunter Herbs Helmsley winning the Intercontinental Championship. Gorilla Monsoon, he, he, he takes me out of wrestling completely right when I'm ready to make this big comeback and win the World Wrestling Federation title. Monsoon suspends me indefinitely. That's a bunch of crap. Not fair either. I can tell you that. We'll talk more about that in this broadcast. Revoking my life. Can you believe that's Kip James? 27 uh, years ago. Scissor me, daddy ass. Oh my God. I got to take a picture of that and send it to him. Isn't that crazy? I, I know, yeah. Not only can I not believe it's him, I can't believe how small the entrance is. Yeah. <laughs> compared to what we got today. Man, we got entrances today that that take up a whole side of a building or a quarter of a building. Well, I mean, just think about, again, the gate on this show was 40 something thousand. I mean, you couldn't set the rigging up for that. Hey, look, there's Mike Kyoto. There's Al snow from the wrestlers over on Netflix, which you should definitely check out. Uh, there's Marty Gennady, who's everybody's favorite Facebook follow in professional wrestling. There's daddy ass. And there's the guy who, uh, well, was maybe the toughest guy in WWE. And then they killed him on pay-per-view with Butterbean. <laughs> sure did. And how, how about this tag team? I, you know, I always felt like they were underrated. I don't know why so many people sort of disregard them. This is a weird time for tag team wrestling in the WWF. It's not really a priority, but you've got two really good tag teams here in any other era. I think these guys would get their flowers. Like now with the benefit of hindsight, we know how, what a strong character and what a strong performer Billy Gunn is. And he somehow, I mean, take a look at him here. 26, 27 years ago, he looks better now than he did back then. And so does Al snow. I mean, Al snow and Marty Jannetty super talented. I mean, these are hall of fame type tag team wrestlers out here. And, uh, maybe we just took it for granted at the time. Well, one thing about Billy and one thing that he's done and why he looks so good and can still perform is that Billy has taken care of his body Oh no, and no. his health and his health. Like no one, I mean, Billy, uh, he's the, uh, epitome of nutrition. He really is. So, uh, there, there you go. You know, uh, and, and I, you know, I don't know that much about Billy's personal life, but I do know that, uh, he look at that. I, I guess we're building an angle with the, uh, that's right. They're going to break up and he's going to go on his yeah. own and they're going to call him fucking rockabilly. 
Oh, uh, okay. They're going to put him so with the honky tonk, man. By the way, you can tell, uh, I mean, just take a look at Billy Gunn. He looks great here now, but imagine how much better he's going to look later. Oh, and speaking of looking good, there she is between the smoking oh. guns and yourself. Where do you fit in here? Billy Gunn just can't take no for an answer. See, Billy Gunn can't get it through his thick skull that he is no longer a part of my life. Let me let, let y'all in on a little secret. Okay. As a tag team, the smoking guns are losers. They're nothing. Three strikes, and I'm out of the tag team division. But Billy has shown some initiative, and there's always room for reconciliation if Billy was ever to become a singles. Never say never in the World Wrestling Federation. Um, mm. I guess you saw that I think she, she decided to plead no contest, so she's going to prison for like 26 years. I didn't see that. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, it'll be like 26 years. That's what I've uh, been told. I haven't done, I'll, I'll admit, I haven't done a ton of research on it. I think she's like 50 years old now or close to it. So yeah, she'll know, be a, that's probably, I mean, old lady. 26 years is realistically probably a life sentence. Uh, yeah. just a real sad story, uh, for her, for her family, but more importantly for the family of the, the gentleman who's no longer with us now, my goodness, um, mm. just a real tragedy. But golly, boy, in 1996, 15 year old me was like, roll tide. <laughs> yeah, you could see why. When she turned and looked at that camera, I went, go dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, uh, so did Shawn Michaels and uh, Chris Candido said, you know what? I'm going to ECW. And so would Al Snow. Uh, how about this? We're taking a commercial break in the middle of this tag team match. Billy Gunn has walked out on Bart Gunn. Certainly yeah. doing heavy story here. When we come back, Marty Jannetty's in there with no knee pads. But Tony, if you were going to be a wrestler, would you wear knee pads? Yeah. Yes, you would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then again, Marty Jannetty is a different breed as we earlier found out in this program. No doubt about it. Yeah. But he eats spam. I mean, that's your deal. I haven't eaten spam in a long, long time. I haven't eaten spam in years. As a matter of fact, on this diet that I'm on, I have not eaten pizza since January. You know, that and was like a long time ago. Yeah, I know. Pizza, pizza used to like, be like your staple food, right? There's, there's no such thing as bad pizza. Right. I mean, people say, oh, you don't want pineapple on pizza. Fuck yeah. I'll eat any type of pizza. I haven't had any, none. Good for you. Yeah. It breaks my heart to even talk about it. Well, there you go. If you were a, uh, wrestler and you had to decide between wrestling in cowboy boots or yeah. not wearing knee pads, what would you mm -hmm. pick? Uh, I'd wrestling cowboy boots. Yeah. I, I just can't imagine doing it with no knee pads. It feels like you're just asking for trouble. Like, I don't know for sure. I should probably ask him, but I bet even Mike Kyoto's got knee pads on under his pants there. <laughs> like Arn Anderson has said pretty loud and proud on his podcast, Arn. Wear knee pads. I, I don't care what it looks like. You will, you will regret it later. Cause I guess some guys are like, you know, Hey, I, I think it looks cooler without them. And you can certainly see like Marty's got some great quads. He's trying to show off there and he does, but I don't know. I think I'd want those knees working a little longer. You know, I didn't even know that Al snow and Marty Jannetty were a tag team at one time. Well, they were the new. Rockers. rockers and anytime you right. put the word new in, it sounds like it's the kiss of death. Look at there. Bart gun steals it somehow. Single-handedly he gets the win. He beats the rockers 
or the new rockers. Speaking of new, you know, Bart's going to become one half of the new midnight express. Mm, yes. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when they, when, uh, so, Oh, look at this. It's a commercial. Here we go. For toys. Look at this. Karate fighters. And now the Milton Bradley karate fighters holiday tournament. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first annual Milton Bradley Karate Fighters Holiday Tournament pre-game pairing and selection show. Just who will be crowned the greatest karate fighter of them all? I still can't believe I'm not in the tournament. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the king was suspended from this year's tournament for questionable tactics last year. Wait a minute, I'm still appealing that ruling. That tape was doctored. There are four karate fighters to choose from. There are six sets of interchangeable weapons in each box. The possibilities are endless. All right, let's talk about it. Mr. Backlund has been campaigning against women in the tournament. However, he'll be taking on Sonny in the very first round. Sonny's got a great pair of wrists. Take Sonny. Okay, what about the versatile Doc Hendricks against the stunning Sable? Sable is a known cheater, and Hendricks is a bumbling idiot. They'll both lose. <laughs> okay, still in the first round, Psycho Sid will have a 21-inch height advantage and more than 200 pounds when he faces Marlena. Yeah, but Sid already hears voices. Wait till he hears this. Yeah, yeah. He'll go nuts. It'll be great. Marlena will direct another winner. All right, King. In the final first-round matchup, Hot Farmer Phineas Godwin will battle pre-tournament favorite Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect is perfect, and he'll remain perfect. Come on, Pengill, choose your weapon. I got it. Hey, wait a minute. Don't cheat. Don't cheat. Join us next time as the Milton Brown. Can you believe you want to talk about product integration? Yeah. I mean, they had to be getting a big old check for that. My friend. Absolutely. They, they did a hell of a job with that. That was great. I, you know, I was, uh, of course that I was, did Dave Silva's with us. I don't know if Dave, uh, if if Rock'em Sock'em robots, is that what you're thinking about? No, that, but I don't know if Dave had those, uh, karate fighters or not, but, uh, right. He, Dave was known for playing with himself. Okay. There you go. Well, JR is talking. Yeah. Well, this is the big announcement that, uh, okay. Brett's going to stay. There was a big tease okay. here. Would he sign with WCW? And you can even hear Vince act like he's surprised and happy and relieved. But Shawn Michaels beat me fair and square right in the middle of the ring. And there's no excuses for it. Shawn Michaels is a great wrestler and he's done a great job as champion. But there's two things that Shawn Michaels will never ever be. He will never ever be as tough as me. And he will never ever be as smart as me. I think Richard Nixon said it best. (laughs) <laughs> you learn from defeat and you come back and you beat him the next time which is why I've decided to accept the challenge of the best wrestler in the WWF today and in the Survivor Series I will face Stone Cold Steve Austin. I might be a little rusty, and maybe I won't be. But Steve Austin, I want you to know one thing. Madison Square Garden. It's not a church. 
but it's mm, holy right. ground. And Steve Austin, Stone Cold, we'll see who kicks whose ass in Madison Square Garden. Hey, I can't dance. And I don't pose too well for uh, girly books. <laughs> but I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And I'm back. Thank you very much. So how about that? We get the announcement that Brad is back. He's not going to WCW. We lay down the challenge. It's official. We're going to get Brett and stone cold stone cold have been calling him out, but more importantly, he's sort of looking past stone cold and trying to set up what he believes will be at WrestleMania 13, the main event, a rematch with Shawn Michaels, who at this point is still the WWF champion. I thought that was well done. I thought Brad did a strong promo there. Yeah, it was a strong promo uh, and he really was not known for strong promos, but no. I think he did a good one there. Very believable. And here we see yeah. uh, Phineas Godwin. And, and what's fun to me is to think about how that karate fighters promo, man, they knew what to get people to watch. Right. So they had Backlund versus Sonny, Michael yeah. Hayes versus Sable. We had <laughs> Sid versus Marlena and then Mr. Perfect yeah. versus a pig farmer. Yeah. Uh, we clearly ran out of uh smoke show ladies on the other side, but, uh, <laughs> how about the introduction of, of Jerry Lawler, where he says, oh man, and Sonny, she's got a fantastic pair of wrists. <laughs> I just love that so much. I did too. Oh God. I think it's, it's, it's funny that they, they bleeped out ass. Well, yeah. So you remember now this is Sunday morning, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, right. Sunday morning. Yeah. yeah. Just how things have changed. Oh yeah. I mean, they, I was watching a wrestling show the other day and a guy told another guy, go fuck yourself. <laughs> that same episode. I think I saw a lady say who's ready for a titty slap <laughs> wrestling's changed a little. And by the way, those were the two highlights of my wrestling fandom last week. When, yeah. when Tony storm said, Teddy slap, mm -hmm. I, I, it was, uh, I clapped and, and yelled. Yeah. I mean, I was so happy. I was watching by myself. Of course, Megan's not interested in watching wrestling with me, but yeah. I laughed out loud because it's very rare. You see something or hear something in wrestling that you haven't seen or heard before. Speaking of hearing here's Clarence Mason with Owen and Davey. They're a tough, big, rugged team, but they're still big, stupid hillbillies. And they let go. They got a well, they got a pretty great slot drop. So the reason the, the mute they're drowned out there in the uh, promo is they don't own the licensing to that song they're playing. So they're mm -hmm. overdubbing it with bullshit. And, right. uh, unfortunately it drowns out the promo, man. Mm -hmm. I, I just love that tag team. Owen and Davey. I wish they had a traditional tag team name instead of just two guys, sort of like edge and Christian, because what yeah. a great tag team that was. Oh, look, you a little hall of fame tease. Let's take a listen. Wow. Pat Patterson entered the world wrestling federation in 1979 and became the first ever have intercontinental belt. champion in the eighties. Patterson was part of the WWF broadcast team and then later went on to work in the front office. Superfly Jimmy Snuka entered the World Wrestling Federation in 1982. The phenom from the Fiji Islands took the WWF by storm with his high-flying tactics. Superfly's signature move, the splash off the top rope or even off the top of a cage were typical of his spectacular style. Vincent J. McMahon, already in the Madison Square Garden Hall of Fame, is known as the father of the WWF and is credited for originating the World Wrestling Federation. 
The Hall of Fame is just part of the Survivor Series weekend. By the way, that Marriott Marquis Hotel has actually hosted several WrestleCon events over the years. So mm. a lot of wrestling history there. And this is one of the first times they bring back the, uh, the hall of fame in a big way. It's still a banquet. It's not on TV or anything like that, but super cool. And we're teasing what's coming up. We see, we've got a little promo interview segment with Pillman and Austin. Sid in singles action, and here's her Survivor Series promo. This was fun. Let's watch this. This week, when the biggest superstars in the world take over the biggest city in the world. On Saturday, November 16th, it's the annual WWF Hall of Fame banquet from the Marriott Marquis in Times Square, where the stars from yesterday meet the stars of today. Then Sunday, November 17th, it's the biggest pay-per-view event of the fall, the 1996 WWF Survivor Series, live from Madison Square Garden. We know these guys could survive the Big Apple. Can New York survive the WWF Survivor Series weekend? Tony, let's take a time out right now. I'm going to stop it down at 1735. There it is. They're going to tell you about winter fresh. And I'm going to talk to you about your man meat. We're brought to you today by manscape time to uh, take a step up from Halloween to bring you the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil in trouble. Manscapes all new handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next gen skin safe technology, the handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use our code WHW to get 20% off plus free shipping. It may be spooky season, but you don't want to scare people with your scraggly beard. Give them something to look at with Manscaped's Handyman. Are you tired of a bad razor making your neck look like a scary movie? Well, with Handyman's skid safe technology to help reduce those nicks and cuts, you can finally feel confident when going for that close shave. It's for wet or dry use, so feel free to bring this anywhere and everywhere. You see the compact design and airplane friendliness make this the perfect travel tool on the go and being able to shave up to three days growth without the mess of a wet shave is priceless. And for my wolf men with a little more scruff, how about manscapes beard hedger pro kit has everything you need to tame your mane. It's a cordless trimmer that has a rotary wheel with over 20 hair cutting links all with one guard. So no more drawers full of extra add-ons collecting cobwebs. That's right. Your Halloween costumes may take effort but beard grooming doesn't need to when you can get 20 different links with just one guard. The beard hedger is a high tech piece of art in a travel size package with a long lasting battery, universal charging and a strong motor. There's no trick with this treat. Manscaped has you covered. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WHW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code WHW. For a look as sweet as candy, get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. Tony, let's get back to the program. We're watching Superstars Season 11, Episode 43. It's from October 27th, 1996. You'll see the Superstars logo and the Winter Fresh Gum logo. We'll count us back in here in three, two, one, play. Fresh gum from Wrigley, for icy cool breath that lasts. And by Lego, Lego Mania, it's building like crazy. Take it away, Mr. Pillman. I'd like to bring out a very special guest right now, a close friend and the 1996 King of the Ring winner, Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
this should be a most interesting uh, interview. I know that Austin. This version of Stone Cold is arguably my favorite. When he's still leaning into the heel stuff, he was always kind of a heel. Uh, but he is trying to be a super heel here. I love that OG glass break and original stone cold theme. This is just good stuff, man. I could really get behind this character and he was cool in an era where they were trying to separate themselves from some of the occupational gimmicks. The other channel has something as cool as the NWO, something as believable as the NWO. I could believe in this, you know, the pig farmer bullshit, maybe not so much, but stone cold I was with. Let's take a listen to this. I think you'll dig it. Long time. I probably know you better than anybody else. That's why I know how excited you must be with the announcement live on Raw that Bret Hart is going to come out of this semi-retirement and answer your challenge at Survivor Series. It's finally going to be your chance to prove yourself. I sure as hell saw how excited you were when you jumped out of your chair like some kind of cheerleader. Now don't even start talking yet, because I ain't through, son. Then you went out there and you shook his hand. It ain't time to start kissing up to Bret Hart yet, because he ain't yet lived up to the biggest challenge of his life. And shut up. I ain't never had to prove myself to nobody. Now, Steve, I know how frustrated you are I know the disappointment you've had throughout your career. It's understandable. You're a little bit hot on me. I got caught up in the moment. I'm very emotional. I was excited that I was going to finally get to see you answer a lifelong dream at Survivor Series in the city that never sleeps, the most famous arena in the world, Madison Square Garden. And you can listen to me, you little crippled freak. Hey, come on. Uh Everybody knows that at one time I carried you to a world championship. Everybody knows that one time you rode in my back pocket. Wow. Madison Square Garden, Bret Hart, you're going to find out. Bret Hart's going to find out. The whole damn world's going to find out. I will do exactly what I say. I am going to whip his there you have it austin versus the best there was the best there is and the best hey wait a minute what a cheap shot by austin didn't want to hear that awesome the cheap shot on brian pillman pillman so what do you think of this angle so far here tony well austin has become a big badass heel here yes man look at that (laughs) breaks the cane over the ankle wow Going after it, man. Yeah. They're going to do something pretty innovative. Something I had never seen before. Okay. uh, In all my time of wrestling, they're going to use a chair in an interesting way. All right. You're going to see him jump out here and grab that chair. Oh, that was, uh, Mark Eaton. The guy who would eventually go on to throw all the beers to stone cold and those celebrations Mm -hmm. after the matches. Right. Man, stomping a mud hole, walking it dry here. Wow. That's good. It's pretty good. And back in 96, this was good shit. Look at that. This is the yeah. first time anybody saw something like that.
Briscoe. <laughs> Jared took a bump, didn't he? A big Holy one. Holy smokes. Hits the floor. Oh, this is. So he puts Pillman's ankle through the chair, yeah. uh, and, uh, jumps on it and then drags him over to the corner, gets up on the second rope, jumps off on it again. That's sparky plug, uh, Bob Holly out there with him. Yeah. And Bob at- Holly, if he wants to, could beat everybody in the ring. Probably. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he is, uh, oh, look, look there. There's Gurria, Renee mm-hmm. Goulet, one of the Hebners. Yeah. They, uh. Pretty cool little angle, huh? Damn right. It is for a Sunday morning show. I mean, this is the B show. This is like, you know, their version of WCW Saturday night. Yeah. But you know what? They put a little little bit more effort into it than we did WCW Saturday night. Well, at this point, no doubt. Yeah. You know, they're playing, they're playing catch up ball here though. You know, you guys are in the lead. Yeah, we're in the lead, but you know what? In hindsight, when I think about a couple of things I want to address here, but in hindsight, we just didn't give a shit about WCW Saturday night. And that's wrong. Yeah, it is. WCW Saturday night was given to like to me and Jimmy Hart and a couple other guys. You guys go deal with it. I remember one time, I think I drove from Minneapolis to, uh, it was somewhere in North Dakota or South Dakota, and then drove back because we had to do a Saturday night. Okay. He's coming back right now. Okay. Stone Cold got after my my, uh, internet connection there, but how about they put Brian Pillman in a neck brace, dude? I was thinking, I was say when he dropped... Brian Pillman's in a neck brace where they stomped his ankle. Uh, Isn't that crazy? Like, what in the world are they doing? When, yeah. when we see that, and by the way, we see Ahmed Johnson doing a promo here from last Sunday in the free for all, when they go around right. the corner, take a look. Yeah. JR, that's a two by four in Ahmed's hands. Ahmed threatening the officials after apparently attacking Farouk. And here's what Gorilla Monsoon had to say about it yesterday morning on Livewire. God. And because of what took place in your house, I am at this time levying a suspension not to exceed 30 days on Ahmed Johnson. And during the suspension period, my office will conduct a complete investigation into this matter. Now, I'm sure that the investigation is not going to take 30 days, but when it is completed, I will make everyone aware of my findings and subsequent concessions. So we're back. They're still working on Brian Pillman. They got him on a, a hardboard now, and they're going to put him on a gurney. And he's in a neck brace, even though they stomped the ankle, which makes me laugh. But yeah, you got to see too. a clip of a live wire there. We had Doc Hendricks hanging out with... Uh, Tammy Sitch, who we know is Sonny. What'd you think, man? That was kind of a cool little deal, right? To keep people plugged in and tuned in. That was the yeah. Saturday morning show. This is the Sunday morning show. I like that better than having say a main event and a pro and a WCW Saturday night, like make one of those shows more interactive, try to get that engagement going before people really even were saying things like engagement. Yeah, I love it. And, uh, there's triple H now in the ring. I, uh, okay. So. Very quickly, as Mr. Perfect is coming to the ring here. Yeah, this is a, a, a package, a little uh, clip, package, because the right. idea was supposed to be it was going to be Hunter versus Mr. Perfect. But now, since he's attacked him ahead of time and he can't compete, Mark Marrow is going to take the bait and step in for him and put his Intercontinental title on the line. 
And what do you know? It's a damn swerve. Mr. Perfect is not the baby face. We thought he was. He's a dastardly heel in cahoots with triple H. And now Hunter is the new intercontinental champion. And this happens by the way, when he was wink, wink, supposed to win the uh, king of the ring in 1996. And people act like he had this incredible punishment and he had to learn to eat shit and like the taste of it because he didn't win king of the ring in June. So instead in October, we made him intercontinental champion. So he had this awful, severe, terrible punishment for four months. And then he won the intercontinental title. Hmm. It so here's out. my question. Here's my question. Uh, they should, you know, they put the, the neck brace on pill and they should have, dra- they should have dragged him out by his ankles. That would have even made it even better, better, even funnier. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Perfect is going to WCW. Yep. That's well known within uh, no, the backstage no, area. No, at this point, no, he just pulls an absolute okie doke. Look at that. That's a young JBL. Wow. And, and behind him, he's Justin Hawk Bradshaw, his manager is, uh, what would have been Dutch Mantel, but they're calling him like, uh, Zebediah or some bullshit mm-hmm. like that. Here. Yeah. That was my first question. So, because I thought if, if it was well known that Mr. Perfect was going to go to WCW, they wouldn't even let him be an announcer on the show. Correct. He just pulls an okie doke. He, he sort of, they don't really get a payoff on this angle there that we're seeing right here. Cause he's just gone. Yeah. My second thing is in, in watching the show. And my question is Vince McMahon senior mm-hmm. was, was not in the inaugural hall of fame class. No. I mean, here's the thing. I think they, I think they had the attitude that they didn't want to do that. Like Vince to this day, doesn't want to be in his own hall of fame. He says he doesn't want to be in, doesn't want anyone. I, like if someone is on the podium and says his name, they're in trouble. Like he wants to pretend like he doesn't exist. Like he's the wizard of Oz sort of thing. Okay. Uh, I get, and I get you, that, and you, you know, by the way, it's not senior, right? It's Jess versus Kennedy. So it's Vincent, Jess McMahon, Vincent J McMahon, and then Vincent Kennedy. Yeah. McMahon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. His dad. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I, and I get that, that Vincent Kennedy does not want to be in there, but not putting your dad in there. Well, he did. He basically who basically is uh, at the beginning, he would be the first one that should go in. Yeah. He established this company, right? Well, you got to get hot about it. I just, I just think that's wrong. Sorry. Just my own opinion. Well, you've been pretty loud and proud though, about your stance on the WWE hall of fame though. Yeah, I have. And I, and I, I, I say that with, uh, walking, treading lightly because I don't want to offend, especially guys who deserve to be in a hall of fame. Like, Jr. and the guys there's some guys in there who deserve to be in a hall of fame i don't want to make light of it but it basically sucks wow um so anyway uh so now now we're going to move on here not necessarily in this show but the next part of this angle that we just saw is going to be him pulling a gun on steve austin yeah so that'll happen in a few weeks of course uh at pillman's home in kentucky um and, and that'll happen before Survivor Series, uh, which we know is in the middle of the month, so maybe three weeks after this. Also, three okay. weeks after this, Mr. Perfect no longer here. He's gone. He's flown the coop. And around three weeks after this, at Survivor Series, we would see the debut of who Jim Ross was calling a real blue chipper, Rocky Mavia. Right, so you and I have watched that show. We have, yes. Yes, because I remember, yeah, because that was... Uh... Was that, uh, 
Sid Vicious. Yep, Sid and Sean. What a main and event Sean. that was. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And Sean really made him look great. Oh yeah. Brett and yeah. Austin was great. I mean, that's yeah, one was, of my guilty pleasure pay-per-views. I think yeah. if I was to go back and take a look at, cause there were so many great matches in 96, but I think back to back October's Halloween havoc and then November survivor series. That was probably, I mean, if you want to keep it going, Starcade 96 too. that quarter, that Q four, those pay-per-views were just outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good time to be a wrestling fan. Great time. You know, it's, yeah. in a, it, it's when it's starting to get hot again. And again, you know, we, we had like 3000 fans here in the building. This is not, you know, the attitude era sold out hanging from the rafters, but it's still the big time. And I know WCW has got the lead dog opportunity at this time, really for the first time. But historically, when you take a look back for decades, this is the top opportunity. And for a, a young guy like Justin Hawk Bradshaw, how cool is this? And how about this a little homage to Terry Funk, the branding iron, of course, it's not actually flaming, but I like that. Put the little JB on there. Like it's his cattle, man, who would uh, have thought cool. he's going to be a top guy one day. You know what? That's a future world champion right there. Yeah. Mm, gold dust. And a little promo here for Goldust. Magnetism to try to defeat the wild man, Mark Burrow. Don't miss WWF Superstars next week at 11 a.m. 10 Central on USA. Brian Pillman being loaded into the ambulance, uh, obviously en route to uh, the nearest uh, hospital here. Push him by the ankles, He's please. About intense pain. Brian Pillman is almost in convulsions. They need to treat him right away. The neck brace for the ankle injury was just a chef's kiss, much. was it not? Just too much. You know, it makes me wonder, uh, and, and I want to give everybody a time code here. I'm going to stop it down at uh, 33 uh, minutes on the nose. So I'm at 32, 57, 58, 59. There it is. I wonder if maybe they put that neck brace on because Pillman had a stiff neck. Maybe he uh, had a little blue chew get lodged in his throat. I'll tell you what, Blue Chew really works and uh, we can't recommend it enough. Seriously, it's not just for guys who have a <clears throat> problem. It's for guys who want to put on a five-star match. They want a repeat business. They want that return match. They want no holds barred. Wait, what am I doing? Go to bluechew.com. You'll see it's a unique online service. has the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. And the process is really so simple. You sign up at bluechew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. And here's the best part. It's all done online. That means no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversation, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door, all in a discreet package, but there won't be anything discreet about your package. Blue Thanks. Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code WHW at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is WHW and you'll get your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring today's podcast and Tony's Wiener. His Yikes. big old wiener. So we're at 33 minutes. We've got, uh, 41, 28, uh, as a total runtime on the show. So we got 11 minutes and 28 seconds 
but stay tuned. We've got uh, something fun at the end of the show. So here we go. Right at 33 minutes in three, two, one play the exit and wait a minute. Wait, stick, keep it, keep it here. Keep it here. Somebody's blocking the exit. That's it, it's stone cold. Stone cold. Steve Austin has blocked the exit in that car. Oh, he's not done yet. Come on. Austin. What is he? Austin is blocking the uh, exit way. Well, the, the EMT wants Austin's car keys to move that car. Austin threw his car keys. He threw his car keys. We need to somebody get those keys and move that car. I mean, the damage has been done. Bret Hart's return has, has driven Stone Cold Steve Austin absolutely insane here. I got to tell you the most disappointing part about that. First of all, I love when he opens the door and says, I told you not to mess with me. You cripple bastard. Uh, that was great. But like what Stone Cold was driving a white Lincoln town car. I really needed him to be driving a pickup truck. Yeah, I know this yeah, is before I, we have it fully formed, but he should have had a black F one fifty or a black Silverado. He didn't right. need a damn white town car. Oh, wait, somebody found the keys and moved it. And there they go. You know, one of those ring trucks that you see right there, the Navy blue ring truck with the WBF logo, they had that listed yeah. on eBay in a field where I guess somebody just had it parked and it was dilapidated and not running, but they're like. You can have the ring truck for only $30,000. And I'm thinking who the fuck would buy that? It's a non running ring truck. What are you talking about? I, I may have told you the story, but this was not that late. Could have been, uh, maybe 15 years ago, maybe 10 years ago. I was in, uh, I was in Knoxville for a Georgia bulldog game and I went to Walmart and I went around the back of Walmart. And parked in the back of Walmart was an old WCW truck. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm thinking, what the fuck? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. It was like, uh, wasn't one, it wasn't one of those big, uh, 18 wheelers, but it was like one of those, you know, smaller, like looks like a U-Haul truck or something like that. Right. And it said WCW world championship wrestling on the side. And I'm thinking, wow, wh who the fuck is that just parked here? Does somebody still drive it? And of course I was in full football mode and I wasn't going to ask anybody cause I didn't give a shit. No. Okay. Here, here is uh Sid vicious. Yes. Psycho Sid on his way Psycho. to the ring in the ring is uh, one of the Grimm brothers. They're the twin brothers. So, you know, as the Harris brothers, right. Ron and Don, but here they're, they're called Grimm. They've been the bruise brothers before and a bunch of other things, uh, chains and skull and all the different DOA names they would use. But. Here they are as a, a tag team with not a completely bald head, but a little stubble and a couple of singlets. And uh, one of these poor souls is going to be, uh, doing the honors for Sid and Sid is moving his way up the card. As you may recall, we've talked about this before. It was supposed to be Vader at SummerSlam and then uh, survivor series. And then the Royal rumble, but Vader was supposed to get a title run against Shawn Michaels. That does not happen. 
And here's how we set it up here with Sid taking the spot. We appreciated the help. Well, I don't know if Sid really understands everything all the time. I mean, he's psycho. I guess that explains it all, but there might have been a misunderstanding there. I'm not sure. So once upon a time, Sid was the bodyguard of Shawn Michaels. Now you can see they're starting to have, uh, some issues and some problems and they are going to be in your main event at survivor series. I love this version of Sid. I think if you, uh, just handed a kid, a, a couple of crayons and a sketch pad and said, draw me a pro wrestler, what they draw probably looks something like Sid. I mean, my gosh, just this Jack dude with big pumpkins on his shoulders. And yeah, I mean, everything he did, I remember as a kid around the WrestleMania eight build, look at the open hand slaps there. He put a guy on a gurney that, like he, he beat a guy and then they had to put him on the stretcher. And then he took the stretcher as they like wheeled him down the aisle. He took it over and then wheeled him back and slammed him into the ring post. And it just tickled me. Oh, wow. How about that? A little twin magic as the Bellas would call it. They switched out. So one brother yeah. for another here. I can never tell which is Ron and which is Don. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that was, that was hard to do. And we'll look at Sid giving him a little bit of something. I like that. Now, didn't you tell me once that you knew how to tell them apart? Cause one was circumcised and one wasn't Isn't that what you told me? No, I had, I had read that on a bathroom wall. Okay. I think it was on the DVD or sleaze thread. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. By the way, uh, we should mention, uh, Meltzer would write about the Pillman angle. Uh, Brian Pillman had an ankle surgery on October 23rd in Cincinnati. Once again, they did an angle the night before, which aired on superstars. Steve Austin destroyed his ankle because he thought Pillman was putting over Bret Hart, then blocked the ambulance from taking him to the hospital with his car. And on raw Austin threatened everyone in sight as he was in studio to do a face to face with Hart. He threw down a stage hand, threatened the makeup girl until the police arrived. But Austin told the police they couldn't do anything to him because Vince McMahon wouldn't let anything happen because of all the money he was going to make McMahon. Austin is working really hard to get his character over. And it seems to have broken him out of the pack into a genuine headliner. Pillman's ankle didn't heal properly from the previous surgery. So they had to re-break the ankle and start the healing process from scratch. It'll be at least six months before he'll be able to wrestle again. If it heals properly this time, mm. just bad news all around for Brian Pillman in this area. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, look, Sean Michaels pacing in the backstage area as they go to commercial. Wow. Right I don't know why, but. That's that backdrop Sean was pacing in front of for whatever reason reminds me of like wheel of fortune had that <laughs> glittery gold on it. I'm blaming yeah. on him to like turn a letter or something back there. Sean Michaels and Sean with a survivor series just around the corner. What are your thoughts as you prepare to meet a man that well, really some people say is your friend psycho Sid. Well, you know something Brett the Hitman hard taught me at WrestleMania that there are absolutely no friends in the world wrestling federation when it comes to this belt. Believe me, I want to be Sid's friend, but the Survivor Series, I just don't think it's going to happen. Well, I believe you when you say you got no friends, but tomorrow night you got to meet the British Bulldog on Monday Night Raw. What's your thoughts on that? Well, you know what? See, the thing is, my mind is consumed with thoughts of Psycho Sid, and every successful team never looks past their next opponent. And I'm trying not to do that. I got to get to the Bulldog before I can even consider Sid. So Bulldog tomorrow night is going down at the hands of the Heartbreak Kid, guaranteed. And Sid, I'll see him at Survivor Series. All right, Sean. Thanks very much. We'll see you tomorrow. And how about this? The big tease for Monday night raw and then <laughs> choke slam from Sid. That'll do it. How about the kid dressed up like Goldust in the front row? Wow. I know. 
that's not something you saw a lot of kids doing, but again, remember now this is Halloween era. So maybe right. some kid thought what a cool Halloween costume that would be. I guess it's kind of creepy. It is super creepy <laughs> to have a kid dressed up as gold dust. It's fantastic. Knowing what type? Yeah. Uh, I hope you give, uh, Kip James and Dustin Rhodes some shit at TV this week. Yeah. Look at that little kid, dude. That's a full deal costume. Like his mom helped him with that hundred percent. Yeah. Big choke slam to end the show. So Tony, this is no matter how you slice it, their B show, but it was, they were putting on a pretty good B show here. Wouldn't you agree? Well, I think they did a lot of pretty good stuff leading into, uh, their next pay-per-view. Yes. Uh, and I think they did a, a, they did a much better job than WCW did of creating some interest on the B show. Well, I used to always, I used to always say in the back, I used to, and I, I remember doing this a lot. I used to always say, what is wrong with doing an angle on WCW Saturday night and replay it on nitro to give some credence and make people want to watch WCW Saturday night that you don't want to miss this, but it always fell on deaf ears. Always. Well, we hope that our, uh, a big announcement we've been teasing is not going to fall on deaf ears, but before I get there, uh, we got to, uh, pay some bills. So I want to appreciate everybody who checked us out on WHW on youtube.com. Want to remind you, you get all these shows early and ad free over at adfreeshows.com, And we've got brand new, incredible content that's shot backstage at AEW. You won't see anywhere else. Episode one just dropped a couple of weeks ago. It's at patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. We had special guest appearances from RJ city, the gun club, and so much more. Uh, Tony, you guys are doing a fantastic job with that. And, uh, I'm really digging what you're doing, dude. Thanks buddy. Thanks for your help on that. I want to also mention <laughs> that you can get lots of new fun swag over at lowestrules.com. Uh, we've got something for everybody at lowestrules.com. And it's super easy to advertise here on the program. Uh, we've got all the information you need on that in the news and notes below, but Tony, right now, without further ado, it's time for us to, uh, make a special announcement. And, uh, I, I, we've, we've got something put together. It's a little package, if you will. And our crack producer who we have established at this point is definitely on crack. Mr. Dave Silva. Uh, he's uh -huh. got some footage that we want to share with you. And uh, everyone who has supported us here on this podcast, WHW, and uh, well, I'll just let the package speak for itself. Here we go. Sport of Wrestling, the National Wrestling Hall of Fame and Museum, opened in 1976 with a mission to preserve history, recognize excellence, and inspire future generations. And residing within the National Wrestling Hall of Fame is the George Tragos Luthez Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, honoring wrestlers with a strong amateur background who've made an impact on professional wrestling. In 2021, the late great Gordon Soley was inducted as the first broadcaster into the hall. And as part of that honor, the award was named after him. The Gordon Soley Award is given to individuals who exhibit excellence in the field of wrestling commentary, embodying Soley's commitment to the craft. And this year's recipient with a broadcasting career spanning decades in the wrestling business, a career that continues to this very day. Hi, everybody. It's Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone. From his beginnings in the business 40 years ago, fresh-faced backstage at the very first Starcade, to the studio wrestling in Atlanta with Jim Crockett Promotions, a brief stop in New York to call matches with Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body, 
then back to World Championship Wrestling, where he would become the voice of Monday Nitro, calling the big matches and moments that would shape the Monday Night War, forever linked with many iconic moments in wrestling history. I'm Tony Schiavone. Hulk Hogan, you can go to hell. And after all these years, he's back in the business, thanks to the start of a podcast venture with fellow Gordon Soli Award winner Conrad Thompson. Tony Schiavone is back on our TV screens in 2023 as an announcer for All Elite Wrestling. It's a pleasure. Welcome back, Tony Schiavone, to the broadcast team. Jim, it's a revolution of pro wrestling. What a great time to be a fan. It's Steve! Tony Schiavone, I grew up, and your voice was the soundtrack to my childhood. A true legend in the business, Tony Schiavone. Tony, do you ever sit back and just think about how much stuff you've seen and witnessed in professional wrestling? He's been called the voice of our childhood, and today we're proud to call him a Hall of Famer, inducted into the George Tragos Luthez Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame as the recipient of the Gordon Soli Award, Tony Schiavone. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Schiavone, a member of the TNT Hall of Fame, your very first Hall of Fame, so well-deserved. Congratulations, Mr. Schiavone. I'm more than honored and kind of speechless which if you listen to this podcast, I get speechless a lot because I don't remember a lot of things, but looking at that was, that video was just very well done. I just, I'm very honored that I'm a part of this with, uh, and being named a recipient of an award that has Gordon Soley's name on it. I think just about says it all because I've, and I know Jim Ross has had the award. You've had the award. Uh, and, um, Thank you. Thank you, everyone. And uh, thanks to, uh, obviously to Gerald Briscoe, who's a big part of this. And, uh, there you go. I, you know what I, and I, I think about, uh, the great moments in my career and this, this is, this is obviously one of them. And sometimes I don't realize how much I've done until I see a video like that. And then I think, holy shit, 83, the first Starcade, right? Yep. And, uh, 40 years ago, Tony, next month will be yeah. 40 years ago, 40 years ago, 40 freaking years ago. Yeah. And then, and then I think back about, and I was thinking about this the other day when I was in, um, when I was in one of our shows, I, I think it was probably when I was out, out West in Seattle. And I was thinking I had no, I had no designs once to ever come back to pro wrestling again. I was happy about being a Georgia Bulldog and happy about working with the Braves and happy about pouring coffee at Starbucks and just leading a great life. And all of a sudden, you, you son of a bitch, call me. <laughs> <laughs> or send me an email and it got the ball rolling to where I'm back once again. So I'm very honored to be a part of this, truly, and very honored that I called many of the iconic moments that we remember back in the nineties and even the eighties. And I'm very, I've said this many times. I'm very happy that when they think of Ric Flair doing interviews they think of me holding the microphone, Yeah, that means so much to me. And when I think about who got me first started and doing commentary it was dusty Rhodes that had me first started doing commentary. You can't beat that. Can you, for no. someone like me to be able to say that dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair had profound impacts on my career and, Jim Ross was the main reason that I started making 
very good money in wrestling. Um, so I've been influenced by great people and I wouldn't be here without them. So thanks very much. I am so proud and so happy, uh, that you get to be a part of this hall of fame, your very first pro wrestling hall of fame. And, uh, who better to go in with the Gordon Soley award? I mean, before you it's Gordon Soley, it's Jim Ross. And now it's Tony Schiavone. Those are the voices of our childhood. Those are the voices of professional wrestling. And to know that we get to make this announcement, you know, just a few days away from the 40 year anniversary of your foray into pro wrestling. And you took so much pride in being the guy who held the microphone for Ric Flair and you were holding the microphone for him on your first show. And last year you were holding the microphone for him on his last show, right? Your legacy just continues, man, through AEW. And I'm proud to know you and proud that we get to be a part of this. We will have all the information for all of the fans who have supported this podcast on how you can become a part and a member of the hall of fame and attend the banquet. It is going to happen in 2024. We'll have all the information. Uh, they've been very accommodating. We know that your Saturday nights are busy. So I think I can spill the beans that the banquet this year will be on a Friday night. So you'll be able to attend, uh, because it's important, uh, to me and to Mr. Briscoe and to everybody else who's on the board that, that you're there to be a part of this and, uh, to a better guy. I couldn't go to congratulations, Tony. I'm so happy for you. Thank you, Conrad. And thank you for being a part of all of this, uh, your friendship. It, it really means a lot. And also I think that what this podcast not only got me back into wrestling, I think it, I think it uh, showed people that I'm just kind of like everybody else. I'm just a fan, a regular guy that cusses a lot and, uh, and not necessarily the, the quote unquote straight man that you remember back in the nineties. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much. Well, congratulations, Tony. I, uh, I wanted to end on a high note, but we always end on a silly note and it's going to be hard to be silly after that, but Hey, let's just roll the dice. We started silly. Let's go out silly. Tony. It looks like it's about that time. It's time to wrap up this week's podcast. Next week. We'll have a brand new song drop in early. Don't be a girly as Conrad shows us his big hog. See you next week on What Happened When. We come to you each and every Wednesdays on What's What One, but Mondays exclusively on Ed Free Shows and on Patron. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday and of course adfreeshows.com. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson here to tell you a little more about what adfreeshows.com is all about. Get early ad free access to more than a dozen of your favorite wrestling podcasts every single week starting at just nine bucks. That's less than 20 cents an episode each month. And yes, you can listen to them all directly through Apple podcasts or your regular podcast apps. How easy is that? Ad-free shows also has thousands of hours worth of bonus content and docu-series like title chase, Eric fires back conversations with Conrad and the insiders. Plus new series like the book with David Crockett, Monday mailbags with Mike Kyoto and Nick Patrick and a whole lot more. And you want to talk about early. You can't get any earlier than listening to the shows live. You can be a part of the live studio audience as we record the podcast. Plus ride shotgun alongside your favorite childhood heroes for live watch alongs, Q and A's and other interactive experiences every single month. Come on now, see for yourself what thousands of other wrestling fans from around the world have discovered that adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling. Check it out today. And hey, when you do, the first week is completely free. 
adfreeshows.com.